Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk Podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today is a little bit of a longer episode because I have a guest. I am speaking with psychic medium Melissa White. She has been my mediumship mentor. She is a teacher to many people. Join us as we talk about a ton of fun topics and we get a little deep as well. Um, please excuse some of the sound issues. I don't know if it was mercury retrograde or what, what happened, but there was a little bit of issue and it was my first ever uh, recording with somebody else. So I'm learning. <laughs> but without further ado, I welcome you to listen in on this spirit talk. Okay, we're here with Melissa White. Uh, we've had some... <laughs> recording kind of issues not sure exactly what's going on maybe it's spirit hey melissa <laughs> um probably i i wouldn't be surprised it is a common thing that happens to me with yeah. electronics, so i'm not super surprised so it's funny it's a whole thing with you uh yeah it's, it's something about your energy maybe you're just yeah too highly attuned to spirit energy and in, in this 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 happens i have no idea <laughs> We'll go, with, we'll go with that woo-woo answer, okay? Um, so you have been my mediumship mentor for the past, like, uh, going on two years, about a year and a half or so. And I've heard about your story with regard to how you uh, became aware of your your own gifts and started developing. And you've talked about that on your own podcast. I'll put your podcast in my show notes as well so people can check that out. Um, what I don't know is how did you come to start teaching others to develop their spiritual gifts? Right. Well, that's a good question. I noticed the first year that I was doing readings, I was doing them full time. And a lot of the people that were coming to see me for readings, I could feel it. I could tell that they were also very intuitive, that they were, many of them are mediumistic. And it was just this feeling that, oh, you should definitely look into this like you should develop it and after a while I noticed a pattern you know and I started to feel this like deep connection with um, some of these clients that I knew spirit really wanted to work with them so uh, I put together this email I had some I had some people in mind that I thought would benefit and would enjoy um, classes and I put it out there to them and the ones that were replied were like replying right away. They were in, they were super excited. Some of them didn't really know. I don't think they knew why they wanted to come. They just knew that it sounded interesting and it sounded cool. Um, others, I felt like, oh, they've been waiting for this for a while. They wanted this opportunity to find out about working with spirit and um, psychic, psychic insight and looking at energy and meditation and all this stuff. So it came together really quite easily. And that first group that was, I want to say, I think about 10 people, there was about 10 of us, maybe eight, 
10 people. Um, and we met for four and a half years every other week. And so it really developed into this amazing kind of like lots of friendships that were made. Um, some of them came into it you know, sort of unsure of what they wanted to do with it. Um, some ended up working professionally and, you know, going from there. Other people, it was just like how to, how to work with their energy, how to um, use this connection with spirit in their day-to-day -day lives. Um, but it was, it just sort of kind of grew from there. So um, started doing teaching workshops, did some retreats, and then now it's um, five different groups. Um, <laughs> beginners, intermediate, advanced, mediumship, um, all kinds of, all kinds of different groups happening. So it just kind of, it just kind of came as an idea from spirit that felt really exciting. And I just went with it. Amazing. Um, that leads me to more questions. So, wow, for four years or over four years, that's, that's a long yeah. time to be together with a group. Um, and I can relate to people like becoming friends with their kind of it becomes kind of like a soul family, like a real kinship when you're kind of in circle with these people, because not only are you bonding through your connection with developing your gifts, but you share so much and you know so much about these people, especially, wow, after four years. I mean, I've, I, I keep in touch with four to five people that I've met through um, being in your circle and it's, you know, the people have changed over time, but um, I keep in touch with with people for sure. It's it is a real connection. Um, so, would you say that teaching or starting to teach um, changed your own or uh, uh, um, kind of propelled your own connection in any way, or did it did it help it? I would say that it was just a different outlet. It was a different way to use my abilities. And I felt in many ways that it kept me going. So um, doing readings full-time, that being your full-time job, it, it can be a lot of pressure. It, it can be at times, um, you know, difficult if you're not taking good care of yourself, which, you know, is a struggle for, for me at different points, you know. So there's times that I'm quite good at it and there's other times where I'm not. And so the teaching aspect just, I found that it was, it gave me a different way to use the, my mediumship and it felt like oh, okay this is like it's more balanced that way mm -hmm. for me anyway so um yeah I would say it definitely helped also because when you're trying to actually break it down and explain it to somebody else or show them or give them some inspiration or it's quite a creative kind of process to kind of um, work with spirit to get, okay, a new exercise for that for you guys to try or, you know, asking for inspiration so that I can, you know, impart that upon you guys. It does make me go deeper and kind of, I'll, I'll definitely kind of learn different things as I'm teaching it, you know, so I, I bring those things back into my own readings you know my own work with spirit as well so it, it just kind of bolsters it and I think also it gives me a different outlet which is really nice yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense I'm glad you brought up creativity it's been on my mind lately actually I think you even brought it up in um one of the last classes um you know Brene Brown talks about creativity and she says um unused creativity isn't benign. It lives within us until it's expressed, neglected to death, 
or suffocated by resentment and fear. <laughs> and I find that mm-hmm. so many people say they're not creative. Um, like I've even done some practice readings and I'll describe the person as creative and they like refute that. <laughs> but then when like we dig deeper, okay, well, they're an amazing interior designer in their home or they love to write or whatever and a lot of people think of creativity as like artistic and like painting or drawing or something like that and I just find that really interesting because I think everybody's creative what do you think yeah I agree and I think that it's so true this this creative spark that's within each person if it isn't nurtured and if you don't have some kind of a way to express it, it does build up. It does build up within you. You know, I feel that within myself. So I definitely, I think that so much of what we bring into the world, if it's painting, writing, singing, acting, um, yeah, like cooking, all of these things are actually coming through us, you know, oftentimes from spirit. It's that inspiration is coming from the other world, you know, and so when we can kind of um, you know, catch on to that and actually use it, it feels so good, you know? So for me, um, I, I'm always wanting to embrace those opportunities to use that in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I just, I love that feeling of being inspired and you can sometimes just tell, okay, this isn't coming from me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's that, that's when you know that it's something that is, for you, you know, if you have that excitement and that um, feeling that, oh, this is intriguing, like I want to delve into this. And I think off- too often we ignore it or people just think that it's for someday. But I think that the things that excite us are, are messengers, you know, we should definitely pay attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it does come with, um, with development, like you get a little bit more comfortable in your own skin when you're kind of um, developing your your own spiritual gifts the creativity you don't push it away as much that's what I find anyway like you embrace it more because you understand it's empowering um, but I think a lot of people and people might call it the dark night of the soul or uh, whatever they call it but I find I find that a lot of people come to um kind of spiritual awakenings or developing their spiritual side after having gone through a tough time. Um, You have taught hundreds and hundreds of people. Would you say that many of them are coming to you after or even maybe during experiencing like a tough time in their life? Yes, lots of times it's um, after a divorce or after the loss of a loved one, um, they're, they've gone through grief, they've had a major health scare, they've lost their job. I mean, it's usually either that has just happened, or if that's something that is happening or about to happen. Um, and it's true that it's kind of that those experiences, it's traumatic to go through. But it seems to me in those moments, in those times, we do get closer and closer to um, spirit and we, we sort of have this awakening mm-hmm. you know if we allow it lots of times people don't maybe recognize that that's what's happening that they're going through a major spiritual awakening um, but that is true I've had though some people 
And I think I've told you this before, how I had a lady that was offended because she was like the only person that didn't have some kind of traumatic event that led her to class. And she was like, well, I haven't, I haven't had a trauma like that. You know And I said? Don't worry. It's not a prerequisite. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have had some kind of major trauma, but it seems to me that it, it is very common. Right. Probably more rare that um, you would come without having experienced some kind of darkness, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very rare. Like, I mean, very. Wow, interesting. So interesting. And I guess kind of my interpretation of that is just that the person is kind of cracked open and ready to experience something new. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's not easy in the beginning. A lot of people think that, um, you know, awakening or uh, spiritual development or becoming more psychic or more medium, mediumistic, it's like amazing and butterflies and fairy tales. Um, but in my experience, it is not easy. Um, no, yeah. it's not. It's not. And I, I'm, I always want to be sort of like honest with people that like, you won't come to it until you're ready, right? But just know that when you step onto this path of wanting to see the light, it becomes impossible to not see it. So you're going to start to dig deep into your soul. You're going to have to be honest with yourself about the things that you don't maybe like about yourself or the things that you see that are toxic, actually. You know, it, it becomes very hard to lie to yourself in any way. Um, you start to see the cracks in certain relationships. You start to see, like, you start to see it all. And so it's like, are you ready? Do you actually want to go down this road because it is it is hard in that way um but at the same breath at the same time it's it is so it is amazing and beautiful and worth it but yeah it's an it would be um a lie to say that it's like rainbows and sunshine uh the whole time because you really do you get sort of shown the truth in all things in all people um relationships can change your friendships can kind of change you might find that um what once was really intriguing and interesting to you becomes kind of not um you know there's there's just it's a major transformation i actually found when i was really going through my awakening i had to come face to face with some things some abuse in my past that i hadn't i mean i hadn't really looked at i hadn't really put words to it. It was something that I kind of just dealt with pretty much on my own. And it came up in a session that I was having with, a, I think it was a reading and it came, it came through and it was, it was profound, you know, this message from a loved one in spirit, basically confirming things that I had, I had questions, you know, it was from when I was quite quite young and I had questions was like oh did, was I just remembering that wrong like maybe that didn't happen you know like I was really kind of I guess that was how I was kind of coping was just thinking like hmm, maybe that didn't happen um and it came through from spirit and I really had to deal with it then mm -hmm. and I was like oh like this is not easy you know that was that was devastating that was really really hard to to heal from and to kind of look at but it was necessary I had to I had to look at it before I could start trying to help other people wow yeah part the the term that comes to mind is like shadow work 
Um, a few terms come to mind, but shadow work and um, that's kind of a buzzword these days, but it can, it doesn't just mean um, bad parts of you that you don't want to look at. It's also things that you've kind of spiritually bypassed, right? And kind mm -hmm. of washed over with positivity, even though it necessarily wasn't, right? So yeah, yeah doing the work, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's definitely those types of things, mm -hmm. you know? So um, yeah, definitely empowering to do it, but you know, in no way when I say like, oh, an easy, easy process. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so for people who, who don't want to necessarily become a reader or a professional in this area and who are just, you know, kind of thinking, hmm, maybe I do have something here. Would you still recommend developing and how, how would, would they do that? What's your advice to somebody who's just understanding that they're intuitive? Mm, I would recommend it because I think that getting to know yourself and getting to know your own soul is worth it. And anytime you're going to invest in yourself, that's like the way to love yourself. That's, that's really what it's about. That's, that's how you do it. And so I think that um, if you're recognizing that you have some kind of intuitive ability or you feel like you're kind of connecting with spirit or any having weird things happen to you, like so many people will message me and say they've got the ringing in their ears or they've had this experience where they heard what the person was going to say, like right in their head, right before they said it, or, you know, these kinds of things. And they don't know what to do with it. And I think that, it's just there there's a it's happening for a reason there's questioning happening there for a reason so i would explore it i would um i would read about it you know definitely like check out like any kind of um book that kind of inspires you or kind of catches your eye you could join a development circle and you don't have to want to do it professionally to join you know there's lots of people that come and it's really just something of um for themselves you know it's almost like a personal um growth kind of experience but also the more that you push yourself out of your comfort zone the more that you tune into it you start to be able to trust yourself more so then they go into their normal everyday human life and they find that they can make their decisions from a place of empowerment because they know how to listen to themselves they know how to trust their own inner guidance they find that their relationships they have tools that they can work with um, communication in a different way because they've come to know themselves that much better um, so it can be, you know, it can be something that you just do for you. They might, people who might find that they come to circle and then they start to feel the presence of their own loved ones in spirit and that healing, they, it carries over and spills over into their life because they're healing a part of themselves. And so, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if there's an interest, if there's any kind of feeling of excitement about possibly delving into this and learning more, then that's a good sign that spirit's nudging you to, to do it. I love that. I love that so much. And I like what you say about um, just doing it for yourself, for your own personal connection to spirit. Um, I have experienced that. I, I have um, relationships um, with my loved ones who have passed on that are sh actually stronger now than, you know, than they were in life. And yeah. that might be hard for some people to, 
you know, wrap their brain around, but it's true. It really is true. Like we communicate, you know, because there, we don't need a telephone. We don't need to be in person. Right. So it's really, really neat. And I love that you brought up ringing in the ears. I had somebody message me today about that. And um, what are some other signs that people get when they're kind of first understanding or, or tuning into the fact that they're receiving messages? Lots of times they'll have um, physical sensations like that. So um, it could be like sometimes like a tingling feeling or kind of like a fluttering in their heart when they're talking about someone in spirit or someone around them is mentioning somebody who's in spirit. It's like they're like "Mm, something's happening to them physically. Um, Lots of times people will also experience dreams, like really, really vivid dreams um, that sometimes can be psychic like precognitive dreams but other times they're just quite vivid um what else people I find will go through periods of time where they just um know things like it's just like these these pieces of information that are coming to them either in their time where they might be meditating or they might just be kind of like driving along you know and you know when you drive you kind of sometimes go into that meditative Mm -hmm. state um I find that sometimes people will message me like I was driving and I just had this like voice you know and it's just like they know it's not theirs um so I do find sometimes people start to question their mental health um, when they're because they're like what is going on um but yeah those are some of the the common the common ones yeah yeah definitely with the driving thing that happens um and I also like that you mentioned about trust because I'm sure you see a big like transition in people just within classes from okay day one to day 20 or whatever even less than that because a lot of people go in and I'm sure I was one of them like I don't know like or you're doing a little exercise and it's just won't say a word you know because they don't want to be wrong right so it's not Mm -hmm. they're not trusting themselves and um, part of development is having to be vulnerable right so it's it's really really iffy and I'm sure you notice it in your students do you look back at yourself like to prior to developing and and notice a big change like or or see that person as almost a different person I do and so yeah to answer your question I see it in students all the time and it's amazing and that's probably like my most that's when I feel the most sort of fulfilled. You know, I'm just like, oh, it's so it's so satisfying to see that. Um, one time I noticed it that really stands out was years ago. I ended up doing a retreat over like a weekend. It was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it was like 26 ladies that came together. We we went through like intuitive development, working with spirit. We did EFT tapping. We did meditation. We did healing. We did all of this stuff. And some of the people that arrived the Friday night, they looked so tired. They looked so nervous. They looked so like just kind of worn out or kind of like depleted. And then by the end of it, I remember looking around at these people and like that actually they're like faces actually looked different to me like their energy the way they looked was like almost like refreshed re kind of charged re-inspired like it just was like a it was a difference that I could see and feel and I was like whoa because we kind of feel like you go into like a 
a world of your own, you know, when you go on to something like that, where it's you're immersed in the energy for a period of time, and you're just together. And it's like this little bubble of just light, right? So that was phenomenal. Um, for myself, when I look back, before I started developing, I was highly anxious, like highly anxious about everything. So I was like, my daughter was just little, she was just, I had like postpartum anxiety. I was um, going through a really hard time personally. There were just many things in my life at that time that I could not control. And um, when I started going, I didn't really trust myself at all. I was kind of like, I would think things and I would kind of know things, but I wouldn't say it unless I was asked. And even then it was kind of like, I was sort of like holding back, you know, like I would never really fully like say what I actually thought or what I actually was feeling. And then slowly that began to change. And with more time and more sort of like experience and just putting myself out there, it became more, it became easier. And then when I look to now, it's like, yeah, I still might have times of anxiety. I think that's normal. I think everybody does. But I'm much more sure of who I am now. And I'm not living my life in fear the way that I did before I started my development. Wow. Yeah, I can relate to that. It's empowering, like um, getting evidence, um, proving to yourself that you do have a connection to the other side. And all of these beautiful things that come through, um, you know, spiritual abilities, it, it's really empowering. And yeah, that's what I find anyways. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, man, I am really drawn to England and, and the whole UK, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, England lately. It's in my dreams. It's in shows that come up and it's in like, little flutters of past life memories that's a whole nother topic but <laughs> I know that um, one of your teachers was uh, Tony Stockwell um, I got to, the pleasure of seeing him do a mediumship de demonstration once he's lovely um, and you trained at the Arthur Finley College um, just looking at that place like the exterior is like magical let alone what must go on within the walls and one day I hope to go there. Tell me a bit about your experiences there. Yeah, so it was a place that um, once I heard about it and sort of caught a glimpse of it, I think I saw like a video about it. I was like, I have to go there. I have to I have to be there. I have to experience it. And so uh, I ended up going a few years ago and it was phenomenal. You know, this is a place that's really steeped in history. There's um, a feeling about it like you're in, like, um, almost like you're in Downton Abbey, kind of that, that kind of vibe, you know, the... Um, the energy is amazing within the building, plus the grounds are absolutely beautiful. The teaching is like phenomenal. The The quality of the teaching, um, there's, um, they call it the sanctuary. So it's kind of like this um, room that kind of is like a church sanctuary. You know, you go in and all the groups meet in the morning, usually for like a morning type meditation thing. And then you split off into your different groups and usually um each tutor has i don't know maybe like 10 or 
12 people within their class, um, but there's, you know, there's hundreds of people there at the same time, just different classes and different branches of each class, and you're kind of sorted through um, experience and ability and stuff like that. So you end up being with people that are of like, um, sort of, they're at the same level in, in a way with experience and stuff. And so um, I met some really amazing people. I absolutely um, found it kind of overwhelming because I was there by myself. I didn't know anyone. There's people from all over the world. I had met people from South Africa, from Australia, from Ireland, um, from the US. Uh, There's people there from Germany, like all kinds of different places. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was such an experience. You work from like 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night. Like wow. It's like, it's a lot, they're long days. Very long. You break for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all that stuff. But it's a lot of work. So it is intense. They say that, they call it Weepy Wednesday. Usually um, the classes are a week long. So it's like seven days of working like, you know, over 12 hours a day. Um, but by Wednesday, usually people start crying because they're just like emotionally kind of destroyed. Um, it's kind of like a, I felt like I was in Survivor. Like I was just like every day I was like, okay, I just have to make it through. And like, I enjoyed it, but I have to say looking back, I look back on it with more fondness than I did at the moment because the whole time I was just, I, it was intense, you know? So there was moments of just like absolute yes, joy. And it was beautiful but there was other times where I was like so tired and I just like was feeling there's so many different people there's so much energy like it was it was kind of like overwhelming at times I have to be honest um but yeah I mean I felt yeah I did feel like I was on Survivor um but I also was really proud of myself for doing it I was proud that I went and I did it you know by myself and didn't know anybody um there was um one experience, the first person that I read for in my little class group um, was super difficult. She was like, not nice to me at all. She kind of looked me up and down like, who do you think you are kind of thing. Um, and she was really rude to me, actually. And she's the only person that I had that experience with. Everyone else was absolutely lovely, but I had this experience and I was like ready to cry. I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't want to deal with this kind of bullshit. Like, that was my feeling. Um, but I ended up meeting um, this other girl who we totally got along and we totally um, formed a friendship. And she was like, oh, I had the same experience. Don't worry. And it was with the same person. <laughs> so it kind of helped me to be like, okay, it's like I can put this behind me. Um, it was just the way that it started off. And I was like, oh, God, what am I doing here? <laughs> but um, no, it was I think just that person might have been not. I don't know, not maybe in the best frame of mind to be in a course like that, Um, which is fine. But yeah, so I ended up, we ended up kind of um, having, yeah, having a lot in common and kind of got to know her. She ended up coming with me and same with another girl that was in our class um, to teach in Ireland the the following year when I, when I went there to teach, I, they came and taught and the course with me. So that was a really cool connection that I made there. Oh, fantastic. Actually, is that, uh, a woman you had on your podcast um yeah so Donna and then Ashley oh yeah right oh beautiful yeah, yeah. I just amazing I love a UK accent <laughs> yeah you can't be yeah so cool so cool I hope to go there one day um it just it you know I can feel the magical energy through the photographs <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And my favorite, you know, my favorite times were in that sanctuary, you know, like actually just being in that energy and feeling spirit. And some of the the teachers, some of the inspiration that they brought through, um, the tutor that I had was a lady named Kitty Wood, and she was she was a beautiful teacher. She really um, gave us a lot of um, inspiration, and there was a lot of practical exercises that were really helpful. And I just, yeah, I really benefited from that. And I I enjoyed also. Um, we got to do, there was like a trance demonstration and I got to watch, um, Eileen Davies do a trance demonstration, which was really powerful. It was really, really cool. She had two or three of her guides come through and address the group. And it was, it was really moving, beautiful, just amazing. And that was in the library, which is kind of like this, like very cool, atmosphere there's quite a bit of excitement about it you could just feel it's like it's an enchanted kind of place um and you just know that there's been so many amazing mediums that have worked there taught there you know walked through those halls it's yeah it's quite a it's quite a amazing experience well yeah just just with the activity and and what's going on the energy must be charged like it's like it's not like somebody's house you're walking into it's like probably a whole different thing right yeah it's it's just hard to explain but I definitely felt wired like it took me a couple days to kind of come back down to earth after I came home yeah yeah it's isn't that neat and it is very hard to explain um because I know what feeling you're talking about actually I've experienced it with you one time we did like um a group like meditation and circle where we kind of hit like angelic realms and Mm. I don't know about everybody else I know you and I and a few other people got like it was at the beginning of the class and it was hard to almost uh, get into a flow after that because I felt high (laughs) like I felt actually altered like as if I was on drugs kind of thing yes it can happen and it's so it is hard to explain to someone who hasn't had that experience but it does it takes a bit to kind of come back down to earth and yeah it's it's it can be very like almost intoxicating yeah if if people are on the fence about developing even just being in group like and having the group meditation experience alone is so powerful that's to me worth it just that in in and of itself is amazing it's so healing and I find where else do you really get that opportunity you know like if you don't create that opportunity for yourself and meditation on your own is powerful and beautiful and it's important but I find it's not the same as being in a group there's just something more magical that happens when you're all sort of gathered in that space yeah it's 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 amazing it's almost addicting Yeah, definitely. It's something that's good for you. So that's, that's a plus. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, good addiction to have. <laughs> um, right. Okay, so if you were to talk to somebody who's newly developing, what kind of advice would you give like something that maybe you wish you would have known early on? Or, um, you know, what kind of advice would you give somebody just kind of starting out? Um, I would say to just 
be open and not to compare yourself to other people who are developing and also not to go to I don't even know how to say this without making it sound like confusing but I think you have to be open to new information you have to be you have to find what resonates for you but I would say some people get I think caught up and they think that they want to like compare not only themselves to the people that are also developing but then they want to get like this from this teacher and this from that teacher and then they find that there's conflicting philosophies and they're like oh well who's right and it almost they make it so much more complicated than they have to be than it has to be so I would say just like take what resonates for you uh what doesn't that's that's fine you know but really be open to new ideas and to be able to change your mind you know that maybe what resonates for you today won't resonate in two years from now you know just to be open to expanding that you know and to to work with with um a curiosity and just um be willing to try new things without so much fear like just basically get out of your own way, get over yourself, like don't be so self-conscious about everything and just try and just be your, be yourself in that. And I think that if you have a playful, more sort of um, like a lighter energy about it, it just happens so much more easily than when you try to be perfectionist and so, so like so serious, you know, sometimes it just takes a lighter approach. Mm -hmm. I love that. And you know, I couldn't agree more. Sometimes I feel like spirit just wants to shake people and say, lighten up. (laughs) This is supposed to also be fun, right? Yeah. It's not supposed to be torture. Yeah. (laughs) When trying to, sometimes when I'm teaching, I'll look at people's faces when I when I ask them to do things, and they look like they're absolutely petrified, yeah. and like they want to leave. <laughs> like this is it's okay. Like it's not the end of the world if if this all if this is a if this is a dead for you. You know if this if this exercise is doesn't work, like nobody's gonna die. We're okay. Like we're all fine. Mm-hmm. Um, experience just get the experience and enjoy it and, you know, see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To circle back around a little bit um, to something you said earlier, um, when you, when you talked about being a really anxious person prior to Mm -hmm. kind of discovering your, your innate abilities, um, that's probably the case for so many people. I know looking back, um, it, I didn't describe myself as anxious. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. I'm stubborn. I'm a stubborn ass kind of a person. (laughs) Um, But now I see certain behaviors and things that I did to what, what it ultimately was is coping with anxiety. I wouldn't say I had anxiety, but I did. Um, So a lot of people coming to you are probably in that state where they're so anxious because I know that you've found this and I agree like developing and, and becoming empowered and becoming more and more aware of your gifts and um, being in tune with spirit eases a lot of that anxiety. And would you say that people who are like naturally psychic are anxious probably because they, they aren't aware, but they're constantly kind of connecting Yeah, I think for me, in my experience, I think a lot of the anxiety I had was that it was this energy that was building within me, but there was no outlet for it, right? So I didn't know 
oh, okay, that actually, like, spirit was working with me so closely, or that I was getting this, like, information, and I wasn't, I didn't know how to process it, because I didn't understand that I was picking it up, you know, so I think it comes from a bit of, like, being ignorant to that, but also, I think people are, they're, they're anxious, a lot of people that I read for will be experiencing anxiety, and it's because they're so empathic, they're so open, Mm -hmm. And they don't recognize how open they are to energy Mm -hmm. and that it has an effect on us. You know, whether we know it or not, we're always being affected and influenced by energy. And then once you're able to know it about it, you can kind of take control. You can control your, your energy and, you know, and you can control sort of like your ability to um, stay grounded, you know, and to stay very, um, strong in your energy but yeah I I think that's where a lot of it does come from yes yes I'm just sitting here shaking my head yes (laughs) I love that um okay well uh to kind of close the conversation I want to do a little fun game with you to uh get it light and you know just fun um let's play a little this or that okay so I'll say two things and you choose which one just just give me a knee-jerk reaction okay okay um oracle cards or tarot cards oracle cleansing with sage or palo santo uh palo santo okay physical or mental mediumship Oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay, you, that's okay. You can reserve the right to. <laughs> um, meditating in stillness or movement? Stillness. Okay. Um, sitting in the power with music or without music? What? I knew you'd say that. Okay. <laughs> Crystals or candles? Candles. <laughs> <laughs> the sun or the moon? Um, neither. <laughs> I don't like the sun. Like honestly, I find the sun is very obnoxious. I, I when it's a sunny day and it's cold and crisp and that's fine. Like to me, that's very beautiful. But I'm very sensitive to the sun. I'm very sensitive to light. Um, I get a lot of headaches and I just, I don't know if it's to do with my um, clairvoyance. I don't know. But I just find sun and me are not like really a good mix. The moon, I think if I had to choose, I would choose the moon. I find the moon is beautiful and fascinating. However, it does mess with me quite often. My energy, I even though I try to empower myself to rise above it, it it's, it's a thing. So I kind of have like, I don't know, I would say like clouds. <laughs> I love that. So honest. Okay. And yes, the moon messes with us. We're about to come up to a full moon, so I can feel it. <laughs> Okay, last one. Pendulums or dousing rods? Um, dousing rods if I had to choose, but I honestly I'm not into either really. Yeah, it's just not your thing. No, I I think the pendulum is cool. So many people really use it as a tool and it's good for them but for me it's never been my tool I can make it move and it goes all crazy and I get the yes and the no and whatever but actually the information that I get from it is never accurate Hmm, interesting I really do like playing with dousing rods sometimes it's a it's a fun little thing to do sometimes just in groups you know I've I've done it camping and 
Uh, it's just a little fun thing to do. Um, okay, so about the one one last thing about the physical mental mediumship. What what that brought to mind is that show on Netflix. What did you think? Yeah. Did you watch all the episodes? Um, oh, that's so funny. I just finished um, doing a little review for my podcast. I just put it up. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, so I think it was well done. I'm always super paranoid about how they're going to portray mediumship in these shows because lots of times it's made fun of or it's made to look like a joke or that we're all frauds, you know, so I really do am sensitive to it. Um, I thought it was super intriguing, interesting for people, especially if people are not super aware of like life after death. Like I thought it was a really cool um interesting look at all of these different things um the mediumship itself i i found that there was um one gentleman in particular who received like he was present for all these cool trance readings and group seance and mental mediumship he had all these different experiences and it just enraged me because he was so critical and he basically was like he had this amazing experience. He's crying and everyone's touched. And then the medium leaves and he's like, uh, well, all this stuff could be found on Facebook. Like, mm, oh, I don't really know. And he totally took what was such an amazing, beautiful blessing that he got and that his family got. Um, and he kind of like, just like wasted it. I felt mm -hmm. so that was difficult for me. And basically he was insinuating that this lady, Nicole de Haas, who is like an amazing, well-known, very reputable medium, uh, that she was fraudulent. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I took it personally, you know, it's like, it was very, it was very hard for me to watch that. Um, but it goes to show. And she even said, you know, that as mediums, we do have to accept that this will happen. People, there's people who, it doesn't matter how much you give them. It doesn't matter what evidence or how amazing you might be and you have 30 years of experience or whatever there's still going to be people that will not it won't be good enough for mm -hmm. so that's just something we have to come to terms with yeah. um but I loved the reincarnation episode I thought that was super fascinating I didn't like how they kind of forced the the guy to go talk to the the wife and the daughter or whatever yeah. of the yeah the person like that to me I felt was a little bit uncomfortable. He seemed awkward. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't seem like he wanted to be there. <laughs> but um and I also loved the signs, the, mm -hmm. the episode about the signs. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um what's it called? Surviving death is what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah he the the young man he had already forgotten most of those memories so it was yeah. kind of awkward, right? Um and the man who was testing, oh boy, he would choose like a word and to go in, yeah, and everything. And he did have some of the most beautiful readings. But you know, if you have that mentality and you're going in there testing, um, it and you don't have faith, then you're never gonna get what you want, right? That's that's how I feel. Well, and I, you know, I just I look at it and I thought, you know, he's he's negating all this other stuff that was correct and that was so valid and so evidential. She gave like the name and the relationship and like all of these very, very specific details. And so, you know, it's kind of like, I, I sort of think, well, maybe she didn't say the password, but it's because spirit, maybe spirit was more focused on the things that actually matter. Like the information that would actually needs to be expressed <laughs> and not playing games with you. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. I, I, yeah, it just, it boggles my mind, but <laughs> at the same point, I'm glad that they showed 
that there are people like that, you know, so, you know, that's fine. But um, I, I did think it was well done. And the way that they portrayed some of the physical mediumship, I felt like they did make it look a bit spooky. And people who aren't aware of physical mediumship might have been a bit um, disturbed. You know, it, it, it does look a bit strange, some of the pictures with the ectoplasm and all that. Right. But um, for the most part, no, I think it was really it was a good a good thing I binged it I couldn't stop watching it (laughs) yeah fascinating yeah and yeah just really something mainstream you know I think it's so good that it was put into Netflix it's something that it will reach a lot of people right it's just another sign that more and more people are becoming you know okay with this whereas in the past it was kind of not even something that you talked about in public or with people you don't know or whatever, you know? So that part of it is nice. Definitely. And that it wasn't made to be like, um, entertainment, you know, that it was made, it was shown to be what it is that it's meant to be for healing purposes. I I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad I got to talk to you about that. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for taking time out of your evening. Um, I really appreciate you and especially you as a teacher you've taught me so so much and I'm still with you of course so you're I don't know when our next class is I don't know a week or something like that but I learned so so much from you and um, a lot of what you say resonates in my soul and so I thank you so much for that. My pleasure I mean it's one of those things that you I think that we kind of find we find the people that we um, are meant to kind of grow with, you know, and it's always, it's always such a neat bond to have, um, with students. And, and, you know, when I look back at my teachers too, it's just like, it's one of those things that it's pretty precious, you know, to be able to share that experience with, with somebody. So I thank you for entrusting me to help you. And it's a pleasure to come on your podcast. I'm really excited to see, you know, what unfolds for you and I'm here, whatever you need. Yay. Thank you so much. I will put, um, to the listeners, you can find Melissa on Facebook, uh, for the most part, right, Melissa? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, medium Melissa White. Yeah. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a great night. I will talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. Okay, ciao for now. There you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. That was the first ever episode with a guest in the books. I really enjoyed the conversation with Melissa. I hope you did too. If you do enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a review or like or share or follow. All these things help the podcast get heard, and I really do appreciate it. Thank you, friends. Until we meet again. Thank you.